Hello, it is Thursday, 7 p.m. We all know what time it is. We're on summer schedule for the Talk That Talk show with Barry Holmes. And it's been a, a definitely a, a rough week for me. Um, I've dealt with my own you know, personal issues in my personal life. And it's been um, definitely one of those things where you, know, you, you get out of your routine. And once you get out of your routine, it, it, it kind of throws you off kilter a little bit. Um, my buddies always joke with me because they say that I, I play PUBG too much. I'm playing. That's the only game that I'll play when I get on Xbox. Um, but what I've done, you know, I, I started to play a little bit more of the 2K, so I've diversified my my gaming. Um, but just transitioning, you know, back to you know my initial point of you know just getting out of you know those normal routines, and you know I've you know tried to make a point of you know getting out and doing some different things. Um, I definitely like to give a big shout out to my friends and everybody out there for um, every, you know, picking me up. Um, I think one of the toughest things is when you have somebody you know, who's as positive as I am and um, definitely a lightning rod when it comes to energy. And you know, when you see someone that's not at their highest and you know, not exactly feeling their happiest, it could be a little bit difficult on your friends. And that's when you know, we have people out there to pick us up. So um, you know, I've definitely been trying to get on you know, accepting the change that has come. Um, one of the things my parents always tell me is that change is good. So you have to always accept the, the things that happen in life and you know just move forward with that um, one of my favorite games that we used to play a lot in the trap was um <laughs> and the trap is uh one of the places that we used to all hang out at our our buddy gabe gabe's house shout out to gabe but we used to love playing Catan, and Catan was one of those you know real fun but yet frustrating games i will always pick to play Catan over monopoly so shout out to you know everybody that we used to play Catan with but um you know, it's one of those games that, you know, is really on probability and it's it's an unpredictable game. Each game that you play of Catan is completely different and, you know, you really have to be on your toes and try and strategize and find different ways to, to win the game. And there's so many different ways that you can win. And I think when you apply that to also in life, um, there's going to be plenty of things that, you know, come through and might take your plan a little bit off kilter um they might some things come in that might knock your confidence down or damage you a little bit but uh you just have to keep playing the the race and, and be patient keep grinding keep working and i think one of the best feelings is winning a game of Catan that you don't you didn't even expect to win right so when we apply this to you know not only my life but to your lives as, as well uh, with the viewers and listeners out there um you really just have to stay on your toes and just keep fighting. You know, I, I know I've said it before, but there's going to be plenty of things that come that might knock us out of our routines. There might be some things that are going to be roadblocks, but, you know, the true testament or the people that are always remembered are the ones that have been the most resilient and, and that showcase the most perseverance. And when you have that type of energy around you, you know, it's infectious. Um, you can look no further than the Toronto Raptors when they had a guy in Kawhi Leonard who, who galvanized an entire country. So, you know, for all my viewers and listeners out there, 
whatever going on in your personal life, just keep grinding and, and, you know, look towards the people that care, you know, about you the most to, you know, pick yourself up. One of the best things my brother had told me was the fact that it's okay to not be okay. And I feel like, in, you know, in society, we're, we're in, especially in the tri-state area, you know, we're so tough on, you know, trying to be okay and trying to be tough and, you know, not showing that emotion. Uh, you know, we, we knock guys, you know, in the professionals who are, you know, are a little bit emotional and we, we call them soft. We've all done it. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely okay to not be okay. And you just have to accept that and just try and move past that, right? Try and find the things and the positive outlooks to get yourself up and over the hump. And one of the great things that I have is this very show right here. Um, you know, shout out to my boy Savion Gaynor. Shout out to my boy Sal Lavinia. Shout out to my boy Emrose. Um, my boy Dave Stoneness on the Facebook live stream. But I have, you know... You all out there who's listening to my show daily, I have loyal listeners out there, and I have a show that you know people depend on. Uh, I want to shout out my boy Rob Santiago because he was telling me, "Come on, Barry, I'm ready for the show. Hurry up and record. I'm all caught up." So it, it it brings me joy to come here on this show. Thank you so much to all of our new listeners out there and to all the loyal listeners. Um, the show means a lot to me. And I'm going to just keep going and keep bringing you a quality show because, you know, this this show is a part of my life. And, and I talk that talk every single day that I walk that walk. Talk that talk. So that's what I'm just going to keep doing. Um, we have a really great show planned for us and lined up. So for everybody tuned in, you can always check out our episodes, full streams on Google Podcasts, Spotify on iTunes, and we also just launched our YouTube channel as well, too, so um, shout out to my boy Bobby O'Hara, he's the best video guy in the game, um, he just put together a couple recap videos, if you don't have the time to watch an entire episode, um, we got video recaps for you, um, about five, six minutes, you, all you have to do is type in hashtag talk that talk, and you could check out our YouTube channel. It's going to be um, really awesome. We have two videos up there, the recaps from episodes one through five and then from six through ten. So definitely go in, subscribe to our new YouTube channel. This um, this show is just going to keep growing and I can I can't do it without everybody tuning in. So shout out to everybody listening in. And um, we're just going to get started with this show. Um, we have uh, the USA who's going to be playing against France tomorrow at 3 p.m. Um, shout out to the USA. Um, they're, they're entering the quarterfinal round of the World Cup, and they're playing a tough opponent in France. Um, France beat Brazil last time, and you know they've shown that they're a quality team and they're very balanced. Um, but we also have one of the best players in the world with um, Alex Morgan. Um, she's tied for the golden boot lead. Um, with Ellen White from England. So, you know, we just saw that England advance to the semifinal round a little bit easier than most would. Um, but the USA, before they even try to think about tackling England, they have to make sure that they win this game against France. And this is no walk in the park. So, you know, I, I send all of my 
Uh, good luck, and if you have anybody that has some time, tell them to go watch that game tomorrow at 3 p.m. because I know it's going to be one of those games that might even be a, a scoreless game going into the final 90th minute, and don't be surprised if it goes past overtime into some penalty kicks. Um, this is no walk in the park for the USA, so I definitely, if I have some time tomorrow, I'm going to try and tune in because that's definitely something that I'm going to be looking forward to. Um, one thing that I actually saw in the news that's a pretty interesting thing that um, we kind of haven't really seen before, but um, I was looking around and I saw that the Tampa Bay Rays are potentially looking at being a two-city sport, I mean, a, a two-city uh, team. And, and I think that's really interesting because if you remember in our past episodes, we talked about how the Rays have, have not really been able to get people out to Tropicana Field. And it's a little difficult for these small market teams to then, you know, gain traction and gain fans when, um, you know, there's nobody out there. Um, the, the Rays have struggled uh, getting people out there in St. Petersburg, and they just got approved by um, the major league executives to try and find a, a, a two-city solution to, to solving their problems of low attendance. And the prospective city, which I think is really interesting here, is, is Montreal. Um, Montreal has been a, a city that is huge on their sports. Um, you can look at the Canadians, and they have uh, one of the biggest Montreal Canadian fan bases in um, all the NHL. Um, when you look at the Expos, they, they really... The, the the Montreal area misses their Expos and they've been waiting for baseball and they they really want a, a exp, you know expansion team out there again but um, it may come as a solution through the Tampa Bay Rays um, I think that when you look at a small market team in Tampa Bay what's the best way to then tap into a new market from somewhere that's that's thirsting for for a team right when you look at the NBA Seattle's dying to get a team back over there so any team that would try and pair up with them would automatically get a huge fan base so when i look at you know the Tampa Bay potentially going to play in both Montreal and in uh Tampa there's a couple different things that were roadblocks that we see that happen. Um, and you can kind of look towards these things as well as far as why, you know, sometimes we say, why doesn't certain teams, I mean, certain cities have sports teams? And, and they cover a few different reasons. For one, um, the Tampa Bay Rays don't actually play in Tampa Bay. Um, they play in St. Petersburg, like I said before. So they actually need a site in Tampa to play these games. And that would also require some funding from there. So a lot of times politicians will stop, you know, and put some roadblocks in those places so that, you know, these these teams can't just go in and take over their city, right? Um, another thing is they have to convince all of the other 29 owners to potentially do this as well. And that could be a, a huge uh, thing if you don't have all of the other people on board because um, who's going to want to play 40 games in Montreal and then 40 games in uh, Tampa? It, it can be a little bit of scheduling issues. And as far as Tampa Bay, even though they've been trying to get out of Tropicana, they still have that lease until 2027. So... Um, it's one of these things that's not going to happen next year. It's not going to happen, you know, in two years. But it, it the, the question has now been raised, and it can be a solution for some of these smaller market teams. Um, 
and I see, and I think that if you see the Tampa Bay Rays start to gain more fandom um, from moving to also Montreal and Tampa Bay, that that might set the blueprint for these other teams that are struggling to get people and uh, get attendance with their teams. So this could be something that could snowball into another thing that could trickle into other sports. So definitely something to keep our eyes on here. And, you know, as we move forward, one of the things that I've, you know, posed to my uh, my fans out there and some of my Facebook friends is, you know, I've asked some questions, say, hey, I, w- I want to hear some of your questions. And I get a lot of them, you know, through text messages uh, from my friends and, you know, just in passing as I see some of my, my people as well. But um, I definitely wanted to give that platform to some of the, the questions that I, that I you know, d- get on a daily basis. So um, I'm going to shout out a couple people, and I'm going to actually answer your questions on the show here today. Um, I shouted him out earlier on in the show, but I want to give a shout-out to Rob Santiago again. Um, He's definitely gave a really good question that I want to tap into, and his question was, what are my thoughts on the Devils trading for P.K. Subban? Let me tell you, I I was super pumped. Uh, Shout-out to my boy Jeff Farrell. Because he uh, wound up breaking the story to me that the Devils got P.K. Subban. And I think this is huge, huge for our fan base in New Jersey. Because with uh, the Devils getting P.K. Subban, um, they get a, a quality defenseman that you know can also score the puck. And just really galvanizes the entire region that he comes to. Um, when you look at when he was on the Canadians and when he came to Nashville, he, he really embodies any you know community that he comes into. And also he does a lot of community outreach work. Um, when you look at where the Devils play in Newark, this is going to be huge for Newark because they get a quality guy that can be the face of our franchise. Um, when you look at where the Devils play, a lot of times people don't even go past Broad Street to go far into the district, into the north and south wards of Newark. Um, and to, to see that the Devils have a, a stake and a claim in a community that's predominantly black, what better way to get more fans out to Devils games than to get you know the pretty much the face of the NHL with the best black player in P- P.K. Subban? Um, I was, I've been a huge fan of him, um, especially when he's with the Canadians. And I think that with the Devils getting him, it's going to be easier for them to then sign Taylor Hall. Um, who we really need back on this team. Um, we were the only ones that could absorb that $9 million cap hit uh, from P.K. Subban. So I'm super pumped that um, the Devils got P.K. Um, I'm definitely going to be asking for one of his jerseys for my birthday. Um, so thank you, Rob, for that question because I'm I'm more than happy. And, uh, and as, a, as a true Devils fan, one of the last teams here in New Jersey – I got to shout them out, and uh, they definitely did the right thing here. Him, Jack Hughes at the number one pick. I mean, how how could you not want to go and root for this Devils team? Um, I also want to give a special shout-out to our next question um, from my boy Darius. We like to call him Glex. Um, he's the hottest guy right now as far as getting your vegan information. Um, he's been uh, telling us all that... We need to get better with our eating and our drinking habits. So I want to give a special shout out to him for, you know, inspiring people to to get into better, healthier habits. Um, we, we were joking around with him before because he had a, a Snapchat where he was telling people that the juicer is mobile. 
people the juicer is mobile and i really like and i really respect his um you know entrepreneurship because he was actually selling these juices so um shout out to him um he gave me a good question which i definitely had to shout out in this show but it said which sport deserves to be the highest paid and I have to say that this was a really great question from him because, the, you know, the, the money is something that's, you know, talked about a lot of times. And, you know, we, we just had a, uh, somebody from the WNBA that said that an NBA referee makes more money than, you know, the whole WNBA team. And then the last guy on an NBA roster makes more money than them. So I think that a lot of times the respect level is interpreted through money and you know that that can be a dangerous pathway when you you know go too far as to say which deserves what and when you kind of break it down you know you have the NBA who has a very brutal schedule similar to the NHL to where they play a lot of back-to-backs um, they're playing games where you, you can go to the west coast go to the East Coast. Um, I know that happens with a lot of other teams, but, you know, with the intensity that the NBA and the NHL has, it's one of those things that is definitely needs compensation for. Um, when you look at the NFL, I mean, how can you not expect these guys to get as much money as they want because they're the ones that are putting in, you know, the a lot of strenuous injuries and life career and life-altering injuries. I know that, you know, NHL is a very physical game as well on skates, but when you look at the NFL and you see people like Junior Seau who killed themselves from, you know, sustained uh, head injuries, uh, the NFL is, is a very dangerous game, and, and I definitely think it's it's one that considers a lot of consideration and should deserve more compensation because of just how difficult of a game the, the, the sport of NFL is. Um and the MLB, of course, they have the longest season with 162 games, but um, it's less of a strenuous sport. It's more relaxed. You know, guys are sitting in the clubhouse. You have people that aren't in the best shapes of their life. I mean, look no further than Bartolo Colon, who's shown that even overweight, you can still dominate in that game. So when I look at as far as which deserves the most and which deserves to be the highest paid, um, I have to say, I, I truly think that the NFL players do deserve to be highly paid because um, with the, the, the intense contact and, you know, with the altering of the games of how we have head injuries and you're seeing those types of injuries, uh, it, it deserves some sort of compensation. Even though they only play 16 games, you know, for the, for those minutes that they're on that field, uh, you, you could seriously alter yourself. I mean, look at Ryan Shazier from you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's just trying to walk now again. Um, it, it's difficult. So when when we look at it the, in terms of which sports are ranking, the NBA is the highest at $4.9 million as the average contract. You have the MLB, who's second with $3.8 million as the average highest contract. Um, the NFL's third with $2.58 million as your average contract. Um... I mean, my fault. The NHL is number three with two point five eight million, and the NFL is fourth with only a two million dollar average. And then last is soccer with the English Premier League being one point six million. So um, the NBA is obviously one of the most popular sports in the world, so it's going to get that compensation. 
But um, to see the NFL be fourth on that list is pretty interesting to me. So, you know, shout out to Darius for that question because that's something that's really interesting. Um, then I also want to give a special shout out to my boy Gregory Barnes who had a great question. He asked me what should the Knicks do in free agency? Should they roll the dice or go all in with KD? And, you know, I think that, you know, the Knicks should really go all in as far as developing these young, you know, players. Um, when you look as far as teams that try to pull the trigger on trades too early and mess themselves up from years to come, I mean, you can look no further than my Knicks. Um, we've had a difficult, you know, path over the couple years as far as, you know, doing deals that we shouldn't have done. Um, I think it's very important that we, we let these young players develop, um, I don't think that we should try and settle in free agency and, you know, go all in for Kevin Durant who's going to sit for an entire year. I've been getting smashed by people as far as saying why wouldn't you take Kevin Durant. But um, when you look at the Knicks, we've been in a rebuilding mode for almost a decade now. And it's about time that we got to start to see some results, especially after we had that real tough year last year. So um, if if you're not going to get, you know, what we want in this free agency class. Um, I think that we can definitely try and get a little bit of the complimentary pieces and get some guys that maybe we don't get the super max for, but you know, maybe we can sign them for a one or two year deals. Um, I like DeMarcus cousins in there. Um, some people have linked him in. Um, he, he came back from an injury early. Um, I know that he wasn't a hundred percent, but I think that, you know, if we give him the full summer to recover, then you can definitely add him for like a one to two year deal. Um, I'm I've been telling people for a while I love Tobias Harris. Um, I think that you know the Knicks he's being a New York guy they should definitely push to try and get him. Um, another name that not a lot of people are saying is Nikola Vucevic, who had you know All Star consideration year um, on the Eastern Conference um, for the Magic. He's reliable. Um, he's shown versatility, and I think he's somebody that could help out a, a Nick team and could, you know, help out as far as these young guys to show how to play the right way and how to work hard. Um, I really like Julius Randle. He's somebody that's a physical dude. Um, he's gotten comparisons to Zion Williamson as far as athleticism and capability, but I think he would be a nice fit for the Knicks as well. And also a Terry Rozier. Um, we, 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 we're going to talk a little bit about what the Celtics are looking to do in these upcoming, you know, weeks, but, uh, Terry Rozier, if he finds his way out of Boston, I could definitely see him, you know, playing some games in New York and helping this team out. So, you know, if you ask me, Greg, I think that the Knicks should not settle in free agency. If, if there's something that uh, doesn't fit into our plan, I think that we have to just be patient um, get some role player guys that aren't exactly max money, but um, could definitely help out our team. And then just continue developing our players because, you know, too often the Knicks have settled and ha have made bad deals that haven't really panned out. So, you know, if we're saying, you know, as a franchise to our fan base that this is a rebuilding process and it's going to take time, then we have to take those right steps and, and don't waste this max money that they have just to, to, to make deals. Um, I think that when you look as, as far as the Warriors and how they just tried to just pit and piece together as far as with DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, just, you know, trying to 
put the band-aids in place to just win a championship. It's not something that you can do. So you have to get the right culture guys and the right dudes that gel together to make and win games in the NBA. So that's something that is very important in free agency and something the Knicks have to consider. Um, then finally, our question I really liked here too comes from my boy Peter Dunn. So shout out to Pete. Um, he's asked if the Mets should fire the manager or should they fire the GM, uh, Brody? Um, I think that the Mets, if you had to pick one, uh, they definitely should let go of Mickey Calloway. Um, when you have a team that is underperforming at the ex expectations that the Mets had for this season, um, you have to start with the manager. Um, there are pieces in place. I could see if the Mets didn't have quality guys out there. But the Mets have a, a, a talented team that is just underperforming at a, at, at, a, at a disappointing rate. And, you know, when you look at a general manager, they kind of have between a three, two to three year window as far as where their leash is. Um, but when you look at Mickey Calloway um, and some of the decisions and questionable things that he's done for the Mets over this season, um, we're going to get a little bit more into their struggles later on in the show. But. You know, I definitely would have to get rid of uh, Mickey if I had to give the you know choice over the coach or the general manager. But um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do as far as the Mets. Um, we're at a scary time here, where um, you know it's been the tipping point as far as to see whether this team can be taken serious or not. So, like I said, we'll get later on into the show back to the Mets, but. Um, one of the things that's just super hot topic right now is obviously the free agency period that's going on. Um, one of the stories that's kind of broken, you know, I'm getting a little bit of, um, how can I say, things from some of my sources is that Kemba Walker is going to be a favorite to go to Boston. Um, he would be a nice uh, addition for Boston if, like I said, they lose Terry Rozier. Um, definitely would be a huge upgrade. And, you know, with Kyrie pretty much ghosting Boston, you know he's going to leave. So they're going to need a, a point guard to fill that void. And I see Kemba Walker as a fearless guy that's going to fit right in in Boston. Um, he was in pictures with Jason Tatum. So um, I wouldn't say that this is a done deal just yet. I like to see things in their, uh, you know, in their entirety or, you know, you got to show me first. But if I had, you know, some money to put down, I would put Kemba going to Boston. And I think when you pair Kemba Walker with Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, um, that that's appealing to some free agents out there to try and uh, team up with them. Um, it's a young nucleus that uh, plays hard and isn't really the, the diva types. So, I definitely like Kemba Walker potentially going there. Um, you know, and I want to shout out my boy Reese because he brought this up when we were talking, but he said that uh, Danny Ainge has a short leash on guards. And, and it's kind of true because, you know, he did push his uh, Rondo out. Um, we've seen how Kyrie Irving has kind of gotten his way out of Boston as well. So, you know, we'll have to see just how long Kemba can stay in Boston if he goes to Boston. But, you know, it's definitely an interesting move in itself. Um, we talked about the Lakers and kind of how how funny it was how Rob Palenka forgot to give uh, cap space for the Lakers when, um, when they had their deal to get Anthony Davis. But I do like the fact that Anthony Davis waived his trade kicker 
to to make room for for another max slot and that just tells you how anthony davis is bought into you know playing with lebron and playing in los angeles so this is huge for anthony davis to to kind of waive that that uh kicker to get some more money because you know anthony davis and lebron james are as about as appealing of a sell to any free agent on the market and i know people have been knocking the lakers for saying they could want to get a, a Carmelo Anthony or they would want to get maybe a J.R. Smith. But, um, you know, for max money, there are enough targets out there, maybe even Kyrie Irving or uh, maybe a Jimmy Butler. I know he's been linked to Houston, but there's a lot of different places out there, especially maybe even Kawhi Leonard going to L.A. Um, but there's a lot of options out there for Los Angeles, especially if they make this max money. And, it's it's an interesting free agency period because the Lakers are another team who kind of paralleled the Knicks um, being on both coasts and being those historic franchises that are thirsting for success again. Um, and it's really going to sh- kind of shape and we're going to see the direction of how L.A. is going to go with complementing LeBron in this free agency. So um, I think there is some confidence restored with Anthony Davis trying to wave this trade kicker because now it seems a little bit more possible for the max money. And then finally we have, you know, Kawhi Leonard who's set to meet with the Lakers and with the Clippers as soon as free agency starts. Um, The Toronto GM, um, he said in the media that he's pretty confident in their chances of landing Kawhi to stay in, in, in Toronto. But, you know, like I said, and uh, Brianne had said before also on our show, um, and commenting that I think this is still going to be a team for Kawhi to go to, to the Clippers because I just can't see Kawhi, who, who, who's a guy who doesn't want to be, you know, a, a guy just clumped into somebody else or, you know, losing the limelight to somebody else or playing second fiddle. And, and that's ultimately what he would do in L.A., if he goes to the the Lakers, I think that if he goes to the Clippers, it plays more into his narrative, and it seems a little bit more predictable, more comfortable for Kawhi to then give another franchise who hasn't had a, 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 a an NBA Finals uh, like Toronto did, and, and bring that also to the Clippers. Um, it's definitely the perfect narrative for him, and it's just gonna we're gonna have to see what he does. I know, you know the way Kawhi Leonard is and um he's just somebody who is a quirky dude who's gonna do what he feels is right for himself. So I think that, you know, that kind of pushes him out of Toronto and opens the door to these other teams. So we're just gonna have to see what he does in free agency. And it's not gonna be something that's gonna be long and drawn out. I think that Kawhi is gonna let everybody know, you know, sooner than later. And that would be in an L.A. Clipper uniform. Um, And, you know, as we transition out of the free agency period, like I promised, I said I would talk about the Mets. Um, I know the Yankees are coming into town soon to try and play us in City. But um, uh, as much as I hate to do it, I'm going to shout out my boy Rich Kramer. Um, He couldn't wait to send me the Snapchat with just a bunch of brooms saying about how the Phillies sweeped us. So we'll shout you out, brother. Um, the Mets, we're, we're just, we're in an awful state right now. Uh, we're sitting at a 37 and 45 record. If you remember in our last episode, we said that the series with um, St. Louis would be that deciding series to see 
we if we were at that make or break point, right? We said it was going to be crucial for them to try and, and beat St. Louis, who was also in the same similar path that we were. And we wound up losing three out of four to St. Louis in that series. And since that period, the Mets have lost three out of uh, the last 11. I mean, the Mets have only won three out of their last 11 games. We're on a five-game losing streak, and we just got swept by the Phillies. Um, when you look at as far as our struggles and what the Mets have not been able to accomplish, um, you can look no further than our pitching. Um, it's been really terrible. Um, we've given up five runs in the past five games straight. Um, we have Edwin Diaz, who has four blown saves in the last eight games. Um, it was especially heartbreaking, uh, was it, uh, earlier. When you have Todd Frazier, who hit a home run in the ninth, and you thought it would be a sealed deal. And then you get two home runs from uh, the Phillies, which just really hurt us. And, and, and it's demoralizing when you have, you know, your guy who's supposed to be that ace. You, you traded for him to get him uh, to lock games down, and he's really struggling. Um, he had two walks, which led to those home runs. And, you know, like my father always said, walks will get, get you in trouble. So... Um, whenever you look as far as, you know, runs and how teams are able to, you know, get these runs on the board, you just got to not make those mental mistakes. You can't walk guys, especially leadoff guys, and let them get on. Um, it's, it's a real serious question as far as, you know, is this team a playoff contender or has it just been um, a little bit of a bad luck streak? But uh, the road doesn't get any easier for the Mets. Um, our home trip coming up, we have Atlanta, then you have the Yankees for a two-game stretch, and then you have the Phillies who just swept us. So it doesn't. it's not going to be an easy road in these next 10 games coming up, um, but it's really going to decide, you know, if not, if it hasn't already been decided in that St. Louis point. But um, this is a, a, a huge point for the Mets as far as are they going to show that they have the fight in them and the capabilities to turn the season around, or is this season a wash and are we going to have to start dumping guys for prospects? It's one of those things that have been very difficult for Mets fans because uh, we've known you know, at this point around the, the All-Star break if our Met team is contenders or not. And in the past recent years, um, the Mets haven't been as competitive around that point and past that. We've been pretenders and not contenders. Um, but, you know, with these next couple series coming up, you know, I got to extend at least any of my hopes and dreams of the Mets going back to the World Series. And we're just going to try and pump some of that positivity over to the blue and orange. So um, we're just going to have to see how they do tomorrow in that op series opener against Atlanta. Um, but, you know, let's go Mets. Um, I'm tired of seeing losing baseball. And it hurts, especially when you're a fan and you invest your time um, to watch this team and, and they just crumble at the end of games. Um, there's nothing more demoralizing than that than, than leaving cheese on the table. Um, and that about does it for our show um, today. I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors at Executive Bar and Restaurant located in 30 Menu Street. Um, they got some of the best food, best drinks. If you ever want to go there, please do. They got great naan bread, and if you ask me, I would go with the steak quesadillas, which are to die for. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to the VW Liquors, 
located in Wick Plaza in Edison, New Jersey. Let's go Mets! Let's go Mets! We always do that for Dave at the end of the show. And then we want to give a special shout out to Cody Bromley over at 91s. Um, they have the best acid wash apparel. I saw some of the stuff on his site and it's really, really dope. Um, please go in there. The code is ACID20 and you get 20% off the entire site. Um, again, thank you to everyone that was on our Facebook live stream. Um, shout out to everybody that's listening in on Google Podcasts. Spotify and iTunes. You can check out the full episodes. We're at episode 17 now. Um, if you ever want to check us out, please do. And also check out our YouTube channel. Um, you can put in hashtag talk that talk show and some of the recaps will show up. We got two up there as far as you know episodes one through five and episodes six through ten. So you definitely want to see the video footage because <laughs> Aside from me being the handsome guy that it is, it's always uh, nice to see a different outlook, you know, when you're listening just to the audio. So definitely tune into our YouTube channel. Please do. Um, and that does it for our show. I appreciate you all. Um, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to put this up there so we can listen in as, as soon as possible. I'm going to be subbing tonight and bowling, so I got to get my mental right. Um, and if you're playing with me on 2K, I promise I won't cheat. All right, I won't cheat the screen, and I won't give up as many three-pointers as I've done in the past couple of days. My boy Jeff has been killing me about my defense on 2K, so I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to try and get better. Um, and that about does it for this show. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you all next Thursday.